Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I had that bitch hanging out the window like, oh, Raphael. <laughs> Tell me you're not disrespecting the woman. <laughs> you know you know you fucked up, right? Uh, you, got you, some, you, you, fucked up. you got some weed? Yeah. Want to go? Yeah. <laughs> hey, can we stop by the gas station first? <laughs> Excuse me? You got to get some weed? <laughs> I was like, hold the <laughs> My favorite line in that whole thing is um, is when he's like, you don't talk to a blood like that. You could take that blue shit off your face. It was like the most thug shit in the entire. I was like, God damn. I know. You're, I'm just I listening to that. Just going, what the fuck, dude? And then Splinter. Raphael was keeping it straight. Right? Yeah, Splinter was like, What the fuck you just say? What you what you want? What you what you want? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> this fucking commentary in the background. <laughs> Let me wake my kids up. Hold on, I feel left out. <laughs> All right, ready? Mm-hmm. Welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks podcast. Uh, I'm your host Stephen Vargas, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. Uh, coming via Skype for at least for a little while longer. Uh, Adam, I'm motherfucking Riley. It was He says Los Angeles like that because he has to say it real ethnic, or the people who live in Los Angeles won't know what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, I think there's like two white people in LA, <laughs> and they're in jail. Um. Yeah, they're in prison <laughs> for being white. <laughs> next on next on CNN. <laughs> White people get locked up <laughs> for being bitches. Reverse racism next on CNN. I think that's just racism. Really? What, what reverse racism? Yeah. Well, yeah. Just, you know, you know that it's, actually reminds me of something completely <laughs> not on this topic, just because of the wording. But I, I was reading an article. You know how they have articles about, oh, we found another um, exoplanet. You know, right? You know, that's just a planet, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we? We don't call them exostars. I know, right? Is humanity's self-importance so big <laughs> that oh, everything yeah. has to have an extra tag on it? Oh yeah. Well, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You see, like, yeah, exoplanets. Like, it's still a planet. Yeah. It's. I don't know. It's just the the, the arrogance of humanity to think we're like at the top of the food. That like, like we are the pinnacle. I think we're trapped in a closet. <laughs> or the hum- human race is having an R. Kelly moment. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Pissing on people and stuff. <laughs> oh, wait. Never mind, never mind. <laughs> we're not talking about you here. We're uh... Sorry. Oh, man. Yeah, as oh. long as they sign a waiver, it's really... <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's all that's important. All you need is... Uh, a waiver. You need, all you need is your signature. That's all. All you need is a waiver, and all you get is love. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, I actually started um, uh, catching up on some comics now. 
I I was gonna do that and I just read old ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it like I've been uh, you and I have been talking about how you know we're trying to to get into it again and just start reading on some a smaller scale because you can't you know read everything. Uh, just no time. But uh, I started challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge, yeah, challenge denied. Because um, I, I picked up uh, Superior Spider-Man. Yes. And uh, I started reading that because like I, I was hearing like I've been hearing like people like people either love Dan Sloth or they hate him. And uh, it's like, and you know, the whole Superior Spider-Man to me was just kind of like whatever. I'm over it, you know. And then so like I just decided, all right, well I'm gonna just start reading the current storyline and it was uh i i was interested because it, they were dealing with spider-man 2099 mm-hmm. and uh so i decided okay I'll, I'll read that and see see what that's about it was actually pretty good I, I was i was surprised with it but it looks like uh we're getting to the end of uh auto octavius as a uh, superior spider-man yeah and that was always destined yeah. to end eventually i mean a year it's been a long enough time but I got, I did that. I checked out this new one called Rocket Girl. Um, it's by Image, short run, and um, it was recommended. It was actually pretty good. It's a, it's about, it's two parallel worlds. So what we're dealing with, like in the uh, Rocket Girl, is lives in a version of 2013 that like. It, it, it's it's the the environment that we all expected 2013 to be, you know, flying cars and you know holograms and food in pill form, all of that. And something was going to happen in the past that they wanted to change because this evil corporation and all of this other stuff. So it's kind of weird how they're going to bring it around to the way it is now. But um, that's kind of interesting. It's kind of fun. Uh, but the cops in at that time are like 15, between 15 and 25. That makes sense. So it's like the mar, it's like the MTV demographic. Um, but oh, dude, you can't do that, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's against like the law and stuff. <laughs> and then I just started picking up um, uh, Batman. I just started going Batman, going on the zero year story arc, which has been getting like some really really big rave reviews maybe because it's amazing but you know what i'm i'm so over is villain month i'm so over villain month it's like let's I get, still haven't read it i have a bunch of villain month books and i haven't even read them I'm, but i'm looking at it, i'm like okay let's get over this already let's go get back to the storyline it was only supposed to last a month yeah but like all the effects and like well yeah villain month that series is like what eight issues and it's just like on oh my god this you know, and now like some of them are dead, and they're in this like nether world, and all. I'm like, oh, really? It's like let's just skip back to the old school storylines. I'm, I'm... So, yawn, just fucking yawn. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say is yawn. But that's what I'm I'm kind of doing is I'm picking up comics uh, and titles and just going back to like the last story arc, and then you know pick up some new ones. So, but uh. Speaking of uh, speaking of some cool stuff, we've got Thor coming out this week, which obviously mm-hmm. you know nothing about. Fuck you. <laughs> my my job was actually um, offering free uh, tickets through HP, um, but you had to sit through like a fucking three hour training, and I was like, eh, no, <laughs> nine net, no, I'm not gonna fucking do that. But uh. Yeah, the movie looks good. They all look good, dude. Mm. All the Marvel movies look dope. Mm. Fucking X-Men, Days of Future Past. What The real thing is, is when are they going to make an X-Men movie that has the X-Men theme song from the cartoon? <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, Probably never. Then it's all irrelevant. <laughs> Completely irrelevant. <laughs> what does it all mean? Well, it's I'm like, now... it's, it's like seeing the, it's like, 
the new the, the the new Superman oh the new Batman movie with like Ben Affleck the minute he comes out in the Batman so you're gonna hear Batman Affleck they do they do the theme song if they do the next Batman movie and do the theme song for the animated series that'd be dope you know it'd be awesome is if they got rid of Affleck and just put the animated Batman in it. I think the animated Batman in most things would be better. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, you know. <laughs> We're just keeping it real. <laughs> I'm just I'm not even joking around at this point. <laughs> you just have and then you just have um you have the you know, just what I consider the perfect Batman voice, you know, from the cartoons and the uh and the video games, you know. Oh, North. North, yeah. Oh, that's not your opinion. That's a fact. <laughs> you know, you're just a knowledgeable human being, right? Like anyone who says otherwise, a fucking quack. <laughs> done and done, dude. That's why um, I just picked up. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm gonna save it. No, I won't. I just picked up uh, Arkham City again. Oh yeah. Because I never, I I realized I never finished it. Arkham. And I was, oh, yeah. I, Arkham City. Oh, yeah, I want to finish it before Origins. And I'm playing it, and I'm realizing that Arkham City is like the perfect game. Mm. I mean, the gameplay is amazing. It was perfect for me. has Batman. Right. Was my favorite character, Mythos. Mark Hamill books. Joker. Mark Hamill Joker has North doing Batman. Mm-hmm. All the other voices are legit. Read the Harley Quinn voice. That's important, too. Mm-hmm. Um and just open world, which I love games like that. I mean, it's done and done. I mean, that yeah. game is perfect. It, yeah, it, it, yeah, it is. It is a perfect game, and that's just one of the cool things about it. Yeah, I like the whole, like, kind of GTA feel Yeah. of that, but it's like, yeah, but it's Batman. And so it's like... They need to give you, like, access to his vehicles, though. Mm. I want to fly the jet around and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that'd be kind of badass. Yeah, you get, like, the... the the Batman speedboat cruising around the outside of our yeah, even, even if it's corny. Yeah. You know, just give it to me. <laughs> give I, it to me. I want it. <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a particular opinion about Black Friday. You know what, dude? <laughs> so I I I work retail, so Black Friday is not a sporting event for me like all you other fuckers. It's a it's a hell day. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's rumors that my store is going to be doing what all the other stores are doing and opening at eight on Ugh. Thanksgiving. And just to paint a picture, my birthday is Black Friday this year. <laughs> So happy fucking birthday to me. So I told my boss, I'm not working for a shift. And he goes, oh, you request I'm like, no, 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 I'm not requesting anything. I'm not working for a shift. I will be working third shift. Like, that's it. I'm coming in later in the day. I won't be coming in in the beginning of it. Just letting you know. If you schedule me for the beginning of it, you're, gonna, you're both going to be surprised. I ain't fucking coming. <laughs> you know, so... I'm just I get tired of it because it's so ironic it's so ironic and I'm I'm surprised that people don't more people don't see the irony of Black Friday being the day after the holiday where we're supposed to celebrate what we already have. Right. It's it, they're they're completely opposite of each other. You know, and and to have it pollute the actual day it's just greed. Like it just like there's no reason for it to be open at 8. Well, it's like when you go into the when even when you look at the issue of Halloween, like Halloween in retail doesn't exist anymore. It goes straight up from back to school, right up into Christmas. Yeah, because there's no money in Halloween. Yeah, and it's just and it's just like you know, yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's supposed to be a day of Thanksgiving. Give me thanks. But yet at the same time, we're like, and then the people that complain about, oh, I don't like Christmas. It's so commercialized. Yeah, and your ass is the ones camping out on Thursday, going to try to get that Black Friday deal because you want to save that extra five bucks on that TV. Being a bitch. Yeah, exactly. It's just fucking ridiculous. I'm just tired of it. And and I know they're going to try to make me work the morning shift. 
fucking know it. And I'm going to tell them to go fuck themselves. And I'm going to pull the birthday card out. I'm like, nope, my birthday. And everybody else in this fucking store calls out on their birthday the entire weekend. Because for some reason you have to get drunk and fucked up. Right. Like, it, first of all, it's your birthday. You didn't do shit. Your mother did something. <laughs> didn't do a damn thing. I know, right? You know, so I don't know what you're fucking celebrating. You ain't that cool. Yeah, the world did not change dramatically when you were born. It's like, you were born. What, do you want a biscuit? It's like, fucking hey, dude. <laughs> Why are you such a bitch? You know what I mean? Like That's what I want to say, but I don't. <laughs> well, it it just strikes me as, as, as funny with like like – because this year I'm – you know, I'm I'm managing my store this year, so I'm asking in the beginning. I'm asking for volunteers to work. You know, the first shift on Black Friday, and the mall that I'm working at is now having an issue of you can open. You have the option of opening it at 8 p.m. on Thanksgiving night or midnight. And uh, I can tell you one thing: I fucking ain't working midnight. Because I'm the manager, I can do that shit. That's right. um, I'll take the fucking day off. That's how that's boss right. I am. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, my my DM calls me. Go. Who the fuck are you? Just tell me. Who the fuck are you? Who, uh, who the fuck? Are you? No one knows who you are. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. I, I'm sort of a big deal around here. Now, um, it's and uh, so I have, you know, because it's like you. I'm giving you guys the opportunity to step forward and say, please volunteer. Because otherwise, I'm gonna choose, and I guarantee you, you ain't. This is gonna end badly for you. But uh, well, see, that's how every store does it, though. Yeah. Is they ask for volunteers, nobody volunteers, and then everyone gets forced to do it. Yeah. So. So. It's like, come on, you know, it's gonna happen, you know. And and to be honest, you know, for for some people, like I had two people today that actually volunteered to to work that first shift because they were they were thinking about it and they're like well when would i be out and i'm like well you probably be out but like you know seven in the morning and then they have the rest of the day to do whatever they want to do so then they're like yeah actually you know that, that wouldn't be too bad no they have the rest of the day to sleep yeah because that's what they're gonna do they just don't realize that yet. yeah actually it was funny too because like last year well you remember i did that like 17 hour day I worked two jobs, you know, on Black Friday. I'm thinking now. Yeah, um, on Black Friday. So, like, I got into this into the the mall at like four in the morning. I didn't leave till about nine at at night. So, but the thing was, is when I got home, I could not sleep. <laughs> I hit yeah. that point of like exhaustion where you cannot fall asleep, and that was fucked for the rest of the weekend. But you know. That's that's this is the thing is I think what people need to do all of those assholes that go sit in line waiting for that store to open at eight o'clock on Thanksgiving night do like the Israelis do force them to work retail like for like at, during the holiday season like force everyone in America to work Black Friday most people in America have worked retail at some point you know, and it's like. Nobody gives a fuck. Fuck them all. Every <laughs> last one of them. <laughs> Every human being on the planet, go fuck yourself. Please. I'm so mad about Black Friday. Welcome to Black Friday. Go fuck yourself. Welcome to Black yeah. Friday. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and you know what's funny? It's like, I don't mind Black Friday when it starts at midnight. That's how it's always been. Right. You know, I, even if I have to work midnight because I can eat dinner, hang out with the family, catch like six hours of sleep, go to work. Right. And that's fine. But the eight o'clock thing is bullshit. But oh, yeah. every Black Friday, I'm the, the most sarcastic fucking asshole to to customers. I don't more than more than usual. More than usual. I don't hold back at all. Like they'll be like, "Oh, so many great deals." I'm like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I talk. I talk like that the whole fucking day. Mm-hmm. I just don't get. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Oh, this is such a great. Oh, this is such a great TV. I would love to have that at this price. You know what? It sucks. Picture oh, two, a, picture two, yeah, you know the plugs are gonna fall right out of the TV within the first day. I actually or, told someone there was a um, what was it? it was a fucking was it a TV? It's like a radio or something, super discount, you know. And they were like, oh, 
this is a good deal. And I'm like, yeah, but it's going to break. And being that you're already looking for it to be cheaper, I know you're not going to buy the service plan. <laughs> and they just looked at me like, what? It's so, <laughs> it's so busy, they can't tell on you. Yeah. Who are they going to find? Are they going to walk around that crowded-ass store for three hours looking for a manager? Fuck you. Because managers are still in bed. <laughs> oh, no, they, they all work. But they hide. Oh, of course. Last Black Friday, I got mad because they were fucking... I was like, where are the managers at? I needed a manager for an override because the register fucked up. And I went... I left my register at the peak of Black Friday. <laughs> Big ass line. I'm walking away. Hey, where are you going? I said, don't fucking worry about it. I didn't say fucking, but I said, right. don't worry about it. I'll be right back. <laughs> and um, never mind. There's like nine other registers open next to me, all pulling from the same line. Right. So I, I walked and they're all in the office chit-chatting i'm all oh this is i can't i walked in and sat down they go what are you doing i'm like well this is my leadership right here when we actually need you guys' help you're in here fucking off i tell them like that too i don't give a fuck fire me motherfucker i don't give a shit ride or die bitch i set this bitch on fire right, enough of this black friday bullshit we talk about this all day what what was a good some good news? oh so I was on my computer today, and um, I'm like, what games? I know i got a few games on here I haven't played all the way through. You know, I should be you know, working through those. I have, and this isn't a, a, this isn't a made-up number. I actually counted. I have 60 PC games. 60. 60. 6-0. Six, 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 I have 10 Origin games. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, what was it, 38 Steam games. And the rest are just like odds and ends. And have you played through any? Have you? Are there some you haven't played yet? Yes, <laughs> most of the Origin games because I got them when there was the Humble Bundle Origin. Oh right, sale. right. So I have like Dead Space one and three, which I will never play because I'm a bitch. I'm not gonna play that <laughs> fucking game. Um, <laughs> then why buy it? Oh, because it was part of the bundle. Because it came with the bundle, yeah. A Battlefield 3 came with that bundle. Mirror's Edge came with that bundle. Um, Ooh, Mirror's Edge. I still got Crisis 2, which is... A, I've played that. That's a dope game. Um, and I can play it on Extreme. And then... What else came... Oh, The Sims 3, which gets played all the time because my kids love that game. And I play it sometimes. Um, I have Sim, I have some City on there, too, but that was separate. And then uh, Steam is just ridiculous. Like, freaking Fallout Vegas and... Um, Skyrim and fucking blah, blah, blah. Like, like so many fucking <laughs> games. So I'm sitting here going, damn. And Arkham City I have on the PC. You know, so I'm like, I I don't know what to play. Like, I'm at that point now. Like, right. I want to play a game. And I sit at my computer. I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to play. Yeah. And then I end up playing nothing. <laughs> yeah, because you, you constantly think about, well, what am I, I going to play? Which one am I going to play? And then you end up not playing anything. Exactly. Hmm. And it's just first world problems. Like too many games to play. <laughs> I know. Well, people are out there, you know, trying to, like, feed themselves. I have too much entertainment, and it frustrates me. <laughs> this is why other countries hate us. It's like our big problems is, which game do I play? Fuck. I don't know. Which you, one should I play? You mad, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be jealous <laughs> uh, alright well you think it's time to hit some news yeah I guess <laughs> alright in movie news in older Hollywood you used to see a lot less sequels some people would blame Steven Spielberg at the birth of the mega blockbuster Jaws for the change in the studio mentality well it seems that now when movies make more money than their initial budget, studios are willing to make a sequel regardless of whether it was panned or praised. This year as Olympus Has Fallen fared a lot better than Roland Emmerich's White House Down, even though um, everyone pegged the latter to be the bigger winner. However, after raking in $161 million worldwide, the folks at uh, Focus Features have decided to commission a sequel. Get ready for the title. London Has Fallen. Uh, will revolve around a plot to strike uh, London during the funeral of the British Prime Minister. Gerard Butler, Aaron Eckhart, Morgan Freeman, Angela Bassett, and uh, Redha Michelle 
will reprise their roles from the first film. And it seems that uh, director Anthony Fuqua will not return given that he may, he's looking for a May 2014 production start date. And he's in the middle of post-production of the Denzel Washington film, The Equalizer, which is set to open up in September. It strikes me as odd that they would continue with a potential franchise like this given all the negative reviews of the film. I reviewed the film when it came out and called it a no-brainer since it was simply a diehard in the White House. I guess we'll see if uh, – if all those people that saw the original will turn out for the sequel. I doubt it. I saw the original. It was okay. Yeah, I mean... I wouldn't... I mean, it was just a dumb action movie. It wasn't anything to write home about. Right? And that that's Adam. Adam's one of the guys that just, like, goes to see shit. Just, you know, for entertainment value. When, no, no, let's, let's get something straight. I'll see a movie just for entertainment. I won't pay to see a movie to see... For, <laughs> Like, if I pay for then it... How do you, I, then how do you see it? No, I mean, like, at home, I rent or whatever, but... <laughs> I mean, in the theater, I rarely go to the theaters. Rarely. Movies are not worth my fucking $10. If it's a comedy, won't go to the theater. The only time I'll go to the theater is if um it's a big action movie. Or, like, a movie that, like... One of those movies that, fuck, I've always wanted, like, The Hobbit. Or something stupid like that. Right. Or, like, the comic book movies and stuff. But I'm not... Why? I don't want to see, like, my wife wants to go to the movies. And she's like, oh, I want to go see, um, it's like a romantic comedy. I'm like, I got a fucking 47-inch television. Yeah. But nothing's blowing up in that movie. There's no reason to go to the theater. And and to be honest, you know, in about three months, it'll come out on DVD, and you can watch it then. Watch it then. Fuck it. And I'll get special features. I can pause it, take a piss when I want to take a piss. It's like, it's whatever. Jerk off during it, you know. Why not? You yeah. never know what you're watching. Exactly. <laughs> there may be a particular shot like, oh, hey. Oh, well, pause it. <laughs> you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. Because <laughs> that's how you keep it real. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Well, speaking of... Uh... Superhero movies. I thought you were going to say, speaking of just said. Speaking of jerking off. Um, <laughs> one of the best parts of the Avengers, not the only good part, but one of the best, was the Hulk. Yeah. Um, many have wondered what part the big guy will play in the upcoming Age of Ultron movie, and if you'll have a bit more screen time. Well, according to Marvel Studios', <laughs> Kevin Fang, Faye, oh yeah, Kevin Faye, right, um, will... We'll all enjoy a lot more of the big green machine. Over on the French website, eh, I'm not even trying. Not even trying. <laughs> You're not even going uh, with that? No. It, it even says in parentheses, I had to type that twice before I got it right. Um, <laughs> Faye was asked about Hulk's popularity with fans of the first film. He says, we wanted people to come out of Avengers saying the Hulk was their favorite character, at least on... Uh, one of their favorite. One of their favorite. The fact that it did happen was awesome. So you you know all of the all of the effort related to Hulk right now is going to Age of Ultron. It's exciting because Ruffalo hasn't been in any other film. What? That's not true. Oh, any other Hulk film? I think. Oh yeah. It's what they mean. Okay. This is translated from French. So. <laughs> so it's already ass backwards. Pretty much. Um. <laughs> so you can expect to have a lot of Bruce Banner. And Hulk in the Age of Ultron. So um, we can only assume he means he's only been in the Avengers. He hasn't been in a true Hulk movie. Um, as far as the other characters, Faye, Faye also mentioned that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver will have huge parts in the next film as well. This is good to hear since the popularity popularity of the Hulk was as big as the hero himself. Ooh, wasn't that Ooh, clever? Yeah. Um, the fears of the fears of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch being nothing more than cameos can be put to rest as well, which is nice. This movie is looking better and better every day. Have they said who's going to play Quicksilver or Scarlet Witch? Uh, for Quicksilver, it's the dude from Kick-Ass. The, oh, yeah. The guy that played Kick-Ass. Scarlet Witch, they haven't, had, they haven't said anything yet as far as who's... All I remember from the Scarlet, Scarlet Witch... Is that she was hot. <laughs> like Scarlet Witch was always like ridiculously hot. Right, right. Even even in the um Justice League animated show, where people weren't even really drawn like people, she was hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's keep it real. Okay. Right, right. 
there's priorities here. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, when you said they didn't appear in any of the movies, I'd go and wait. No, he was in. Uh, he had that little cameo in um, Iron Man three. But yeah, another Hulk movie. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't really think they're going to be making a standalone Hulk movie anytime soon. No, because that that character works way better with the supporting cast, like people around him. And and he played Mark Ruffalo played so well um, opposite uh, RDJ. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I really think doing a solo Hulk film probably wouldn't work all that well. Because the only way you could really do it is um is an origin. Yeah. I think we've seen that enough. Yeah, I know. We've already so, had two of them. <laughs> it's just be pitches. Exactly. All right, moving on into uh, gaming news. One of the things that most people that purchase any form of technology uh, is uh, that you can never play it straight away. It doesn't matter what kind of smartphone, tablet, or gaming console you pick up. You do need some sort of an update to make the device work um, the way it is. Well, just recently, when I purchased a new video game, you have to do a, uh, you have to update simply to play the games. Well, things will be the same when you purchase your PlayStation 4 this holiday season. You, updates are nothing new to um, to new consoles, but some of the updates may take you by surprise. When the console launches on November 15th, you will be able you will um, need to update the software to simply play a Blu-ray disc or DVD. Utilize remote play or the ability to play games while downloading them and various other options. The 300 megabyte update will restore these features and how um, and however long it takes it takes to um, to upload yeah to get that update downloaded and installed depends on your connection. To me, it seems weird that you need to update to simply watch a Blu-ray or DVD, as well as be able to use Remote Play, which lets users play PS4 games on their Vitas, but I'm sure Sony has a reason why. Most likely, it's simply because they are making some hardware changes to the console up to the moment that the console is released to the public. To allow you to get it on time, they will simply require you to download a patch and make everything work. Hopefully. To be completely honest, I, I, I fully expect when I get any kind of new gaming device that I need to wait for it to set itself up. For I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as the feature works after setup, it's right. a shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, especially, Blu-ray's kind of weird because doesn't Sony own that? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, the, that's the kind of, yeah, I know. Like, for me, it's like. So which, that's a little backwards, you know, yeah. but. Like, not- the whole, the whole, like. Sinking with the Vita, I mean, a little fine-tuning at the end. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, there's always, you know, they're always working on software up to the moment it comes out. So naturally, you're going to have updates. You know, it's like when you see in video games that you need a patch in order to fix some of the glitches that you, you know, that came with the game or what what have you, just so they can make it on time. But at this, it's like, but to play your Blu-ray, doesn't that kind of seem a little, you know, weird? Because, like, yeah, like you said, Sony kind of makes that, so I don't see what the problem Whatever, is. Whatever, Sony. <laughs> Sony probably – Sony's one of those companies that always, like, at first you go, what the fuck are they doing? And then after a little bit of time, you're like, oh. <laughs> or you just don't care because everything works, and you're like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, Microsoft. In order for the Xbox One to work, you need a patch. <laughs> yeah. the, the Xbox One, unfortunately, will not connect to the Internet when you buy it. You'll have to download a patch first, and then everyone would go, "Oh yeah," and then they go, "Wait, wait, wait a minute." <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. April Fool's, bitch! <laughs> that would be so <laughs> awesome to release the console April Fool's Day and say, "Oh yeah, by the way, in order to, for your console to connect to the internet, you need to download a patch." Which, but, in all actuality, people would just assume they have to download it from their computer, yeah. but it's inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but so you, speaking, you have to use a computer that runs Windows 95. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and 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 you have to be using it in DOS mode. Right. And you have to um, you have to save it to a floppy. You have to you have to download it in Windows 95, but you it has to verify that you have a second partition of Windows 8.1. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't do it in 8.1. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
<laughs> Windows is not that confusing, but that would be funny. Oh my god, that would be awesome. That sounds like an Apple thing. <laughs> and you have to use 128 uh, internet connection. Yeah, doesn't work in 64-bit. Right. That's always the funny thing when I see something doesn't work. I'm like, really? 2013 doesn't work in 64-bit? <laughs> Did you make this in 1985? <laughs> well, it's based on old. Uh, uh, it's on uh, old Windows code. It's based off of Xerox's code. <laughs> now we're now we're stretching. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Sony, anyway, it segues all over the place. <laughs> Call me Segway Adam. Ta-da. Really? I guess it's late. <laughs> um. So Sony has confirmed the 22 titles that will launch alongside the upcoming PlayStation 4. Of course, this list isn't set in stone, even if it's been confirmed. But it's safe to say that these titles will, at the very least, be available with possible ads later on. Sony will launch the PS4 along with these games in North America on November 15th. So if, damn, that's coming up, huh? Yeah. Um, so if you've pre-ordered or extremely lucky on that day, you can choose from a wide lineup of games to play with your new console. Have fun. So here are the games in no particular order. DC Universe Online. That's a download. Um, Skylanders Swap Force. Super Mother Load. Tiny Brains. Warframe, um, which looks kind of dope. Flower. Killzone Shadowfall. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Now, dude, have you seen the video for for Shadowfall? Yeah, it looks, thing looks like, fucking. It looks amazing. better than real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mac, uh, Rezogun, uh, or Rezogun, whatever. Sound shapes, Angry Birds, Star Wars. Because God forbid you don't have Angry Birds on it. Right. Um, Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag, Call of Duty, Ghosts, FIFA 14, Battlefield 4, Just Dance 14. So there's the big titles. Um, Injustice, Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition. Lego Marvel Superheroes, Madden NFL 25, NBA 2K14, uh, Contrast, and Pinball Arcade. Very good that um, I'm happy that, and I'm sure Microsoft's going to do the same thing, but I would hate to not see a full sports lineup yeah. at launch because that would be stupid. Like, yeah, <laughs> usually, usually you have at least one or two good sports titles. I think this is a well-rounded list, but one thing that... I don't see, and I might be wrong, I don't know what Resogun is, but I don't see an RPG. Mm. And that's, that saddens me. While I don't think it's going to hurt them that much, because RPGs, while a popular genre, is not nearly as popular as some of the genres that's on this list. But it's kind of sad to me, like especially from Sony, who's always been known for the RPG stuff. But um, I, I expect big things... I'm actually looking more forward to Killzone than I am Battlefield, only because Killzone is Sony's Halo, and I think that this they really want to show off with this one, and and they're going to fully utilize their system and stuff like that. So I'm I'm really and I I really don't care about Call of Duty Ghosts. Everybody oh, yeah. everybody keeps trying to get me pumped up about this game. It's Call of Duty with dogs. It's yeah. it's really all it is. I I don't care. The only yeah. one that actually kind of gets me to go like, ooh, is uh, Battlefield 4. Battlefield 4 actually looks really cool. Yeah, Battlefield 4 looks dope. But if it's f- as fucking hard as 3 was, then um, yeah, I probably won't be getting it. <laughs> See, Call of Duty goes like – even Activision said Call of Duty is like a sports game now. They mm-hmm. don't – they're, they're – player base doesn't expect it to change much that's fine for them but boring is shit for me so i just like eh, killzone looks dope like the gameplay i was watching the trailer and i didn't know it was the gameplay trailer that's how good it looked yeah like i thought i was watching like the cinematic trailer and i'm like oh wait this is gameplay what the fuck (laughs) it was crazy yeah i know everybody's i know people are like jizzing all over the fact of fucking call of duty and i'm like ugh. I've given up on that since, you know, Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, it's just whatever. Yeah. I mean, great series. Yeah, it's just, it's bored me now. Yeah. You know, if it's your thing, nothing wrong with that. I mean, the, the games are, are solid, great shooters. It's just boring to me. It's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. All right. So, moving into comic book news. Uh, DC has 
been on both coasts for some time now. Back in 2009, they moved DC's digital and administrative departments to administrative departments to Burbank to better integrate DC with the parent company, Time Warner. However, at the time, they were leaving their editorial department in New York City. Well, nothing stays that way forever. CBR has confirmed that DC is moving the editorial operations from NYC to Burbank for the first time in the publisher's history. DC Entertainment President Diane Nelson wrote to employees in a letter, quote, I can confirm the plans that we are in the works to centralize DCE's operations in 2015. Next week, the exec team will be in New York for a series of meetings to walk everyone through the plans to relocate the New York operations to Burbank. The move is not um, imminent, and we have more than a year to work with the entire company on a smooth transition for all of us personally and professionally. The letter states that everyone in the New York staff will have the opportunity to move to, move to Burbank. Reports indicate that high-level D.C. editorial employees began to be informed of the move last week. As, as rents begin to increase, especially in New York, it would make sense that corporations would move all of their personnel to a location that the studio may already own. For me, comics have always had a New York feel to them, uh, so I don't know if this will be felt in the books, but I guess we shall see. Yeah, comics do tend to be like they always seem to be set in the in an East Coast setting. Yeah, you know, yeah. but I think it's because there's no tall buildings in the West Coast. Yeah, like, there are, but it's not like imagine Spider Man in L.A. Would he be in like a he'd be bored? Oh, I know, right? It's like how 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 would he swing from like building to building and stuff Spider-Man like that? Spider Man only works in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, same thing with the X-Men. You know, it's like a lot of like like Spider-Man um like well like Batman's basically New York but it's just Gotham. But yeah, you know, you kind of they all have that like New York feel. So it's very very weird on how well, that Batman, would work. Batman is Chicago. It's more Chicago. Oh yeah, if you go by Nolan's uh No, even I think Nolan just knew because honestly like when they first decided on Chicago, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? That's that actually makes a hell of a lot of sense, because Chicago has kind of a, and I love Chicago, but Chicago has like a lot of parts of it has like a darker tone to it, yeah. like a lot of Gothic architecture and, and stuff like that. Um, I think they made a good choice on that, but that's you know we're getting a little too serious about solution. Um, what am I writing? Oh. So I'm reading an, an IGN article because I had nothing to talk about this week. Yes, I know. So even as the popular fantasy comic fables begin spreading into other media with the release of Telltale Games, The Wolf Among Us, I want to try that game. Looks dope. Um, it seems the comic itself is going to be winding down over the next year. On his personal website today, writer and creator Bill Willing, Willingham uh, announced that he and artist Mark Buckingham, Willingham and Buckingham, um, intend to wrap up Fables as of issue number 150, uh, Willingham said, after more than 10 years of publication and hundreds of issues of Fable, Fables and various Fables-related works, I have decided that the time has come to begin the process of bringing our sweeping story to a close. And what? Uh, and along the way, I've decided to retire from a great deal of my comics work, which is sad because he's, he's pretty talented. Yeah. Um, retirement in the storytelling trade means still working and writing every day, but being a bit more selective in what projects I take on. Pushing 60, I thought it would be a good time to start making concrete plans for those remaining good writing years. So um, Willingham also notes that the companion series, Fairest, will also wrap up shortly before Fables number 150. The good news is that the most recent issue of the series to ship is Fables number 134, so fans still have more than a year's worth of stories to look forward to. Unless Vertigo opts for an accelerated shipping schedule, this means the last issues of Fables and Fairest will release in early 2015. This is sad news, obviously. Uh, but hopefully Willingham can give characters like Big, Bigby Wolf, Snow White, Rose Red, and the rest of the large cast the conclusion they deserve, which I think he will. I mean, the, that book, and I never got too into it, but I read I read a bit of it, and it always had a tone to it 
that that and it kind of makes sense now that I realize the guy is pushing sixties, a little older. Yeah. It always had that tone, like very very um, mature in the writing and and um, wasn't it was taking itself seriously, but in a good way. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. was it was it was a good book. I always wanted to get more into it too. Because that fucking ship has sailed, hasn't it? Yeah, so, I know, right? Well, too little, too late, man. <laughs> fucking idiots. Like, damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> fucking loser. God. This is why I don't like you. You, you, need to, you should shoot yourself for the fact that you waited so long. <laughs> it's fucking fables, dude. <laughs> I'm not listening to cuz anymore. Fuck you. The podcast is canceled. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. Uh, all right. In technology news, this is one of the first or one of the few times that I actually, instead of actually writing a news, I actually wrote kind of a kind Don't of act a, like you haven't done it before. Fucking get off that high horse and walk like the rest of us. <laughs> I find I just I very very few times do I ever write a good editorial piece to the point to where I feel I am bestowing knowledge upon right. listening and internet public. Right. Um, much, I used to do it back in the day when I was too lazy to find an article. Much, much like showing how inferior Adam is. Yes, yes. Because that's generally my lot in life. Um, fortunately, he sets the bar rather low, so I don't really have to work that hard to do it. There's a uh, lot of go fuck yourselves being thrown around, and I'm just not comfortable with it. <laughs> <laughs> um. The reason I the reason I actually wrote this piece was because I actually found a couple of articles kind of talking about owning digital content and in their views they're going with more of the practical like owning it like I I, I don't own it cuz like you know they can change it anytime no um so the 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 title of the piece is do I own my digital content and no, well, that is the biggest question nowadays. The full answer to it is yes, but to a point. Of course, nothing in the world is ironclad as it gives companies maneuvering room if they try to tighten their terms of use after the fact. When you, uh, when, uh, it, when you really look into the terms presented online, you will see that when you purchase something, you are paying for access to the content, but not ownership. Ownership is a subjective term. The most common definition of ownership is the act, state, or right of possessing something. Now, does anyone actually own digital content? Not really, would be my short answer. But when you are purchasing something like digital content, you are subjected to the rules of that site. Many instances, like with a Kindle Kindle, iPad, or other digital devices, you can purchase something and it will download onto your device for storage, thus allowing you access to it without having to be connected to any sort of internet connection. Why is ownership in such debate? It's simple, because people take it to into two extremely different corners of the literary spectrum. It it uh, is really semantics. For a company that says ownership of the content means that you do not own digital content like you would when you own physical purchases like a comic book, video game, or music CD. You did pay for it, but you did download it onto your device, and it is yours to keep. The company will not tell you later that the price went up, so... Uh, so now you don't. Um, now you have to pay for access. Though the corporation, through the corporation's eyes, you do not own the content that would allow you to make money off of it. Meaning you cannot sell digital content at a garage sale or eBay, for that matter. You will never be left in the dark when you, uh, when you, when the store you visited went out of business. Many online companies have gone the way of BlackBerry and is still allowing customers access to their previously purchased content. Although if you lose it by the device crashing, then you may be out of luck. But in the end, when you purchase digital content, you do in fact own it. You cannot take it and they cannot take it away from you, but you do not own it in the way that you can sell it later on. When dealing with digital ownership in this new digital world is a gray area, but you don't have to worry about them forcing you to give it up just because they want you to. Never going to give you up. up. 
Never gonna let you down. But, Never gonna turn around and take your e-books. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because like I, and I, I think you you agree with me on this. Is like so many people get caught up in the semantics of ownership. You know, like oh well, they can they can charge me more for it later. No, they can't. See, I think a lot of it too. And, and, and those points are valid, of course. I think a lot of it boils down to nostalgia. People like to own physical things because they like to keep it um, for a while. Like you get a good book and you want to keep the book. Not for any logical reason, but just because it was a good book and you want to keep it. See, I'm not very nostalgic, so I never understood that. When I'm done reading a book, I don't give a fuck if it gets set on fire. I'm done <laughs> reading it. I don't care. Right. So that's why it's very easy for someone like me to dive right into the digital thing because I could buy something for a little bit cheaper, consume the content, and then just I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You take away from me all you want. I don't care. You know, um, right. the the whole trans. You know what's funny? It, you can you can share and and give digital content but only when it's bootlegged right like that's where you only that's the only time you see that old school of oh i have this i can give it to you right. or if you give me a little bit of money i'll hook you up because it's bootlegged and it's not locked to anything right right <laughs> but of course that's not what we're talking about yeah. um but even even then like you know i mean like people say like oh well you know they can cut you off or whatever i mean even if you like even if you get a new kindle you sign in you log in and you get all your digital content it's like not like you have to pay for it again yeah and also too yeah technically they could take it away from you but that they that's not very good for them yeah it's not a good they, business practice cause, there cuz they at first they were doing that i think uh amazon did that to a couple books like they took it off of people's Kindles, and the world went fucking crazy. Like, people were freaking out. So it's not good for them because they're going to lose customers. Right. You, know, you can't you can't just be like, oh, I know you bought this, but uh, I don't give a fuck. Hashtag YOLO, I'm taking it. You know, <laughs> no, that's not how that's not how it works. You know. I mean, it's unless you're unless you're Microsoft and says it, and then all of a sudden you hear the outrage. Oh well, we didn't expect everybody to um to get all pissy about it. So you know here <laughs> we'll take it back are we are we talking about the xbox one again <laughs> are we still hung up on this yeah yeah so close to the release <laughs> <sighs> but thank you because you just set up a segue bitch um no I, I i actually that was a good article i think um it brought up a good point because that's like an argument um that a lot of people get into like well i like to buy an actual book because I actually own it. It's like, so what? Yeah. What are you going to do now? You got a, a bunch of paper in your house. Good for you. Right. You know, but see, like I said, I'm not nostalgic. I don't put emotions to physical objects, you know, so I don't care. I mean, a how, lot of people do. Yeah. But like, uh, even look at it this way. Look, look at how many DVDs people have. And then they upgrade to Blu-ray. They have to rebuy their collection again. Exactly. And so. I, like you have, Steve here has a vast <laughs> DVD and Blu-ray collection. Yeah. I don't. I have pretty much 90% of my movies are digital. I, I don't. And the ones that aren't are ones that I gave them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one thing that made it easy for me is I have kids. I buy a DVD. They scratch the shit out of it. And then I can't use it anymore. Yeah. I buy a, uh, a digital version of that movie. I can watch it forever. Yeah. Forever. So... You know, hashtag YOLO. <laughs> so moving right along. So Windows Phone, yes, Windows Phone, has been in third place for mobile operating systems for quite some time. The latest developments around BlackBerry only widened uh, only widened the lead for Windows Phone. Basically, BlackBerry's steady fucked up <laughs> um, while cementing its spot in third. However, to catch up to the likes of Android and iOS, it has a lot of work to do. The latest number in market share and global shipments show Windows Phone making solid progress in the third quarter of 2013. Um, the big takeaway in a report from uh, strategy analysts Windows Phone has managed to double its market share and now is Windows' fastest-growing smartphone operating system. How did Microsoft and its partners do that? 
pretty easy by shipping 10.2 million smartphones in Q3 2013. It was the first time that Windows Phone has had numbers like that for one quarter. For perspective, in Q3 2012, um, Windows Phone only moved 3.7 million units compared to the 10.2 million it did a year later. So it's pretty impressive. Um, Like they say, that's pretty impressive for Windows Phone. (laughs) Um, 10.2 million units in one quarter is nothing for us to scoff off. Uh, considering the the past few years of growth. What's also interesting is how many of these are from Nokia. Uh, We've seen data from Ad Duplex. Oh, by the way, I'm reading this off of uh, Windows Phone Central. Um, And these are legit numbers. I looked them up because I am on Windows Phone Central. So I wanted to make sure this shit was legit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've seen data from Ad Duplex that suggests Nokia accounts for nearly 90% of all Windows phones in use right now. Uh, remember that Nokia sold 8.8 million units this past quarter, which puts it close to that 90% mark uh, of Windows phone market share. Additionally, the, reports point, the report points out that Windows phone has gone from 2% to 4% market share over the past year. These numbers are interesting because we've seen other reports that list Windows phone at 4% market share earlier this year. Math, math, math. So, down to the whole point of the article. What's the rest of the mobile landscape look like around the globe? Bleak for BlackBerry, that's for sure. Global market share of BlackBerry handsets went from 4% <laughs> to 1% when looking at the past year. Android is still king of the hill with 81.3% of smartphones shipped in Q3 2013 running the little green robot. Apple was at 13.4% for the same quarter and is the smartphone maker that Windows Phone will have to pass next to see the number two position. Overall, the future of mobile is strong, with global smartphone shipments growing 45% in one year uh, overall. In Q3 2013, we saw 251.4 million units moved, compared to 172.8 million the same year and one year prior. The future is bright. The future is mobile. Yay. Um, So the whole point of this article for me is that iOS better watch its fucking bat. That's all I'm saying. Because, yeah, Windows Phone is what went from 2% to 4%. So they're at 4% worldwide market share. Um, iOS currently at 13.4%. But their number doesn't jump that far that far, that fast. <laughs> like, yeah. if they just stay at 13%, I could easily see Windows Phone eating at a little bit not only a little bit of iOS, but a little bit of Android too. Android would still be well in the lead. Yeah, but well, that's that's the thing is, is people think like, oh, well, they only moved up, you know, two percent, or you know, move up two percent, and that's like, yeah, they may have moved up two percent, but when you look at it, two percent is it's like two millions, of yeah, phones. It's, yeah, it's millions of phones, but it's also two percent less that the other ones didn't gain. That means they're gaining, and that's you know, any move, you know, because you're dealing with, yeah, 2%, but you're talking about millions of people. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I thought that I thought that was interesting because a lot of people still have that stigma. And they'll tell me, because I have a Windows phone, they'll tell me, oh, well, Windows phone's going to fail. I'm like, really? Because all signs point to that not happening. Like, even if Windows phone stays in a firm third place, right? there has to be three. It's always been like that. You know, so BlackBerry – now, when BlackBerry was still around and Windows was first coming out with the Windows 7 phones, um, people – then, yeah, you had a valid claim. Like, BlackBerry could could pick up and then make Windows irrelevant because a fourth place – no one wants a fourth place. Right. Shit. But BlackBerry – not only is Windows Phone just superior to BlackBerry in – the operating system, which is subjective, but just in its marketing scheme and and stuff like that. But BlackBerry kind of shot itself in the foot about a hundred times, you know. So they've they've made themselves irrelevant. So we have our top three phones. So if if Microsoft stays the third place, they'll never go anywhere. They'll always be there. Yeah. Look at BlackBerry. BlackBerry was third place. BlackBerry died years ago, right? But just because it was third place, it was still there. And now that it it go, drops to fourth, it almost immediately becomes irrelevant. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. Whatevs. All I know is 4% means more apps for me. Because that, that new that new Marvel puzzle 
Quest is out, and I don't have it on my phone. And I, that's that's one that I kind of drool about when I see other people playing it. Because <laughs> I have Puzzle Quest 2 on my phone, uh, but I don't have Marvel Puzzle Quest. And you need that. I needs it, dude. <laughs> Fuck Instagram. I could give a shit about that. <laughs> All right. Well, once in a great while, does a company, person, or entity do something that's simply, re- that's simply epic? But when they do, they become the Lazy Geeks Epic of the Week. So this week's epic, and I know Adam will appreciate this. This week's epic is the city of San Francisco. And why, may you, uh, do you ask? Please tell. I will. I'll tell you. And Adam will particularly love this one. Five-year-old – and I'm, by the way, I'm reading this from the blog sfgate.com. Uh, five-year-old Miles is a sunny, positive little boy who is, who is fighting a battle with leukemia. Thanks to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, he will get the chance to fulfill his dream of being – wait for it – Batman. On November 15th, the Make-A-Wish Foundation will transform San Francisco into Gotham City for a day with thousands of volunteers already signed up to play along. How fucking awesome is that, dude? Mm-hmm. Uh, along with the grown-up Batman sidekick, uh, Miles would get a call from the police chief, jump into his very own Batmobile to defend the city against some of his fiercest foes, including the Riddler and the Penguin. Make-A-Wish, found, um, Make-A-Wish Bay Area describes the plot line of the day. And this is the plot that they have. Um... After rescuing a damsel in distress from a cable car tracks um, tracks in Knob Hill and capturing the Riddler in the act of robbing a downtown vault, Batman will eat his lunch at Burger Bar in San Francisco, directly above the <laughs> Union Square. I love uh, while, how lunch is the focal point. I know, right? <laughs> while at Burger Bar, he'll get a call on his bat phone um, to go to the window where he will look down and see a huge group of volunteers jumping up and down asking for Batman's help. Why? Because the Penguin will kidnap a famous Gotham uh, Gotham City mascot. The get a- getaway car will be visible on a Union Square, a convertible so that everyone can see what is happening, and the chase will be on. After capturing the, capturing the Penguin... Uh, the Batman will make his final stop at City Hall where the mayor and the police chief of Gotham City will thank him and give him a key to the city where um, we plan on having hundreds of volunteers and donate collected um, donate on donors collecting to ch- collected to cheer and thank Batman. The Make-A-Wish Foundation will provide more details and updates on the event soon. And if you want, if you actually live in San Francisco, you can actually on the site, you can actually click on Miles' wish and uh, participate somehow. That's so badass. Dude. Isn't it, dude? Dude, the kid is fucking cute. They show a picture of him dressed as Batman, and he's got, like, the, the Batman um, chess play from, like, The Dark Knight. And so like, they videotaped the entire thing. I know, dude. I, it was actually, it came to me from uh, uh, from my girlfriend. She was like, and she just had sent it to me and just said feels, and I read that, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's going on the podcast. That's so going on the podcast. It was just like I was. I read that. I'm like, that's just fucking awesome, dude. Every kid would love. Dude, it kind of, it, I, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, dude, it kind of makes you want to have like some like debilitating disease so you can do something cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how they the the villains they pick are the kind of happy go lucky villains. Yeah. Half of the time, like because. It makes like you would immediately think, oh, they'll pick the Joker. The Joker's kind of creepy, yeah. You know, for like a five-year-old. Yeah, for five, right? yeah I know. Because <laughs> that was the first thing when I, because I read this article when you put it up, and I'm like, why didn't they do the Joker? And then I was thinking about it, and <laughs> this kid's dressed as Batman starts crying, like, oh shit, I'm scared. I know, right? The kid's pissing himself, but like, yeah. you know, you have Cobblepot, and you know. The Riddler, uh, and, Riddler. You know, it's they'll like, do it like a '60s type thing. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shit, Danny DeVito ain't doing much lately. Yeah, I know, right? Ass on it. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I'm sure that uh, when I saw the star, I was like, going, "Oh yeah, I gotta do this one." And I know everybody would be like, "Oh, feels." Uh, all right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you guys to check out our website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Um, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including In the Ink podcast, The Lazy Ring of Death, The Cinephile podcast, and a brand new monthly podcast, Geek in the Life. 
Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks, uh, one word, and add us to your circle on Google+. Plus. Um, our new URL for Google+, Plus is plus.google.com slash plus thelazygeeks, one word. A little easier than that whole series of numbers Google always had as your, uh, as your ID. But uh, it was funny, too, because like, they just changed it like last week, and their whole thing was, yeah, if you have more than 10 followers. I was like, wow, Google. Really, really like <laughs> pushing this. If you have ten followers and they're all pets, you can get a customized Google <laughs> URL. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks, one word. You can follow me at TLG Stephen Vargas. You can follow Adam at TLG Adam Riley. You, if you would like to email us a question for the show, go ahead and uh, email us at podcast at thelazygeeks.com. Also, if you are asking a question about a particular show, go ahead and put the show title in the uh, in the subject line so we know exactly where, which one it's going to go for. Uh, we are on Instagram, Shinzon30, and the Lazy Geeks theme is provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. So be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week... A peace out. <laughs>